Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League show. Episode 10, my name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm joined by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, we've got Tasha Gale, we've got Stacey Spear, and yes, we've been teasing it on social media for a little bit now. We've got a big announcement to, to make, and we welcome for their debut episode, Alicia Newton. Welcome to Mojo Sports. Well, thank you for having me, and yeah, Tasha got in touch what, last week after I put a little feeler out, and here we are, so... Time, time goes fast. Yeah, no, it's uh, look, it's really excited to have you on board. We've uh, we've been following your stuff for, for quite a few years now, and I think a lot of the listeners do the same. So, look, I think Mojo Sports is really fortunate and very lucky to have you. And um, yeah, it enables us to yeah reach out and continue to grow this uh, grow this game that we that we love. And tonight, listeners, we have a a really special episode as we focus in on the Helensburg Tigers. We've got a few special guests which we cannot wait to introduce. Let's get into it. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin. On a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space. They find time. Love watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and this week on the huddle, as we mentioned, we're still in New South Wales and the Harvey Normans Women's Premiership, and we're going to be focusing in on the Helensburg Tigers. And tonight we have, uh, well, we have two guests we're really excited to to join. We've got Captain Josie Strong, and we've got Rachel Pearson. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, look, it's uh, you know, it's it's really excited to have you. Well, it's really exciting to have you guys here. We've been following your team throughout the year and it was uh look it was definitely uh well it was a memorable season so let's get straight into it uh Josie going to start with you I, I guess tell tell the listeners and talk to us a little bit about the pre-season so leading into the season you know what was the the, the sort of the feeling like um coming into the year and yeah tell us talk to us a little bit about your preparation um so we actually started pre-season a little bit later than the other clubs um we probably started nearly four weeks later so we had that in mind that they were all four weeks more prepared than us, um, but that didn't stop us. I guess we just um, we got into it two days a week and then on a Saturday, done the hard stuff on Saturdays and just took it right back to basics and really honed in on the, the smaller stuff, I guess you could say. Um, and then leading up to the game, um, we had a few injuries in the trial games, but uh, we overcome them because we had the the buy and then the uh, cancelled round and yeah I think coming into that we'll we're pretty pumped and prepared and then uh, obviously the the washout round really put a damper in us but yeah we got there in round three. Yeah, Rachel, it, it's a it was it's an interesting competition this one because there are a few uh, buys that are scattered throughout the schedule and sometimes it just hits you at the the right time, the wrong time uh, for you guys. To, to Josie's point, including the washout, you guys weren't able to sort of play your first game until round three against the Mounties. But sort of same question to you, like how, how did you how did you feel coming into that game? How was your how how was your own uh, preseason and how are you feeling coming into the Mounties clash? Yeah, like Josie touched on, I think we did start a little bit later, um, but I thought we 
we put in the hard work, um, some early Saturday mornings um, that, you know, massive turnout of the girls really prepared to, you know, rip in for the season. Um, and coming into that Mounties game, we did have the bye to start with, which is an ideal. Um, and then the washout round, which was a, a build-up to play the Roosters, which we were looking forward to. And then obviously, yeah, into the Mounties game, I think we, we did start very slow um, and that sort of – and we were probably a bit behind the pace. So I think it was sort of a bit of a wake-up call for us that this is a very high competition and sort of where we need to be for the next week pretty much. No, absolutely. All right, guys, well, let's have a quick recap of this season because – you finished with a record of seven and four, but as, as we've sort of touched on, it was it was a different season, you know, sort of coming into, you know, around 11, you know, factoring in all the buys and stuff, you'd only sort of won two games. But, you know, quickly before we jump into the to the uh, to the winning streak, Rachel, let's start with your first win, because it's so important in competitions like these. To Josie's point earlier, you're still trying to figure things out, build combinations, you know, obviously, um, you know, bringing new people in. So talk to us about the, the round four clash against uh, the West Tigers, Tigers v Tigers. Just, you know, it's just so important to get the monkey off the back and get that first win. But you know, take us behind the scenes into that game and, uh, yeah, how it felt to get that first win of the season. Yeah, I think being a new team into the Harvey Norman competition, coming off a big loss against the Mounties, um, we knew we knew we were better than that. So we've, you know, turned up on a Monday night with, you know, a good attitude to get the job done and to really sort of make a, a statement that we're here to play and, we, you know, we deserve to be in the competition and be competitive because our coaches and us, we you know, we knew we could be. So, yeah, running out onto Campbelltown Stadium, beautiful oval, like there's probably majority of us girls would have never played it stadiums like that in the change rooms running out um you know through the tunnel and stuff like that and again we were behind so you know goes through your mind oh it's it's gonna happen again two weeks in a row but you know we we knew we could do it we put you know combinations and and video together and yeah it just all clicked I think Jess scored probably four tries out of the five I think but yeah we just we wanted it we got the win and yeah. Yeah, no, it was it, it sweet. <laughs> definitely, definitely an important one. And I think, yeah, just scoring tries, definitely a bit of a theme for the season. But, um, the, you know, there's certainly a lot in and around that, especially some of the some of the more defensive efforts that you guys had to sort of come up with over the next couple of uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, the following week in round five, it was a 10 six slog fest against the South Sydney Rabbitohs where you're able to get an, uh, another win. So, you know, definitely a lot of character and a lot of courage within this squad. All right, Josie, you must be a proud captain because, you know, things could have gone one or two ways. You know, you find yourself well into the season. You know, you've, 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 your team's gone through a little bit of adversity. Um, you know, we're about to talk about a pretty substantial winning streak here, but yeah, I think things could could have gone the other way. So I guess talk to us a little bit about the character within this team because as skipper, you must be really, really proud of the uh, really, really proud of the group in terms of turning around this season. Oh, I'm so proud of the girls. They've done really well, and um, well, I really hope that we get to continue it on to next year. The um, the amount of changes that we had at the start of the year and then coming through to the end, and then just even being a new new club. Um, I'm yeah, really, really proud of them the way that they've all held themselves and 
coming right through the end. I think, yeah, we were just, just trying to find ourselves really at the end. I think we would have had a good crack at the finals. Um, if I don't say so myself, I think we would have really been up there. But, um, yeah, just that last game, uh, unfortunately, we didn't know it was going to be our last game, but that was one of my most proudest moments, um, how hard we slogged it to get that win and to be in that number four position. I think it's really interesting too, though, Joe, that like, you know, after the bye week, and we've spoken about bye weeks before, how much they can interrupt a season. And you guys had bye weeks back to back in round nine and 10. And then on the start of the winning streak from round 11, like you guys piled on the points. Like we're talking 46 nil, 50 points, 34 points, 60 points. Like what was the mindset that changed around that? Um, I think um, having the two weeks off really helped us. Uh, it helped us regroup. Um, and we could, I think one of the week we actually went away and done, it was our weekend to do what, what we needed to do. So I think we got to have time with our family and actually have a, a small break from footy. And I think that brought everyone back to going, all right, we're here to play. We're here to win. We're here to do what needs to be done. Um, but not only that, in round 12, when we played Glebe, um, they had us at halftime. It was 16, 14 at halftime. And um, this was a team that most most people were beating. And um, I think in order for us to turn that around by second half, that really gave us a bit of fire in our belly because we knew that we could do it within that second half. And um, I think that's, I personally think that's where the winning streak came from. And then it followed through with the Bears. And then, yeah, after that, Cabra and Sharks. Yeah, Jose, you you, um, you talk really well um, and your communication is obviously a, a big skill that you have. Um, you came into the Helensburg Tigers this year, I think from you were playing in Coromel last year and you were named captain. Can you tell me how that came about? Yeah, I was incredibly uh, honoured and shocked at the same time to um, be nominated captain. Um, but, yeah, when um, the coach, Powley, spoke to me, he gave me a bit of a rap and said, you know, everyone else has got their role and he thought that I was the best person for the job. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to trust your opinion here. Um, first time captaincy, so that was um, a real highlight of one of my careers, I guess. Um, but coming from Coromel, that was a um, challenge in itself because Helensburg is their um, enemies, I guess you could say, um, rivals, the greatest game uh, and yeah so coming up to Helensburg to play Harvey Norman women to better my better my career and yeah got got captaincy so I was really really honoured with that. Yeah absolutely all right guys well let's jump through to uh, towards the back end of the season and you know within this competition and this is something that we've, we've all spoken about previously you just cannot lose football games in this competition if you want to play finals football there is so much on the line especially as we get to the back end of this competition. That, that's how close uh, this competition is. And, uh, Rachel, we're going to go to you because in round 15 in the last round, you guys came up against the Sharks and everything was on the line. Again, talk to us about, I, I guess, how you guys were feeling coming into that game because, you know, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of things you want to do. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes at training. But at the end of the day, come game day, you've just got to go out there and get it done. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Joe said, we didn't know it was going to be our last game, um, but it, it could have been without the COVID. Um, I think if we had a loss by 17, we would have finished seventh, um, but we ended up winning by 
two and we finished fourth. So like you said, you can't afford to lose games in a competition so close. Um, it was a, a wet, windy, muddy, sloppy game, but it didn't, you know, worry us too much. We didn't hold back. I think, again, we were down at half halftime um, and then I think put, you know, 12 points, to like two converted tries and uh, ended, ended up winning it and finishing fourth. So we were on a high. Um, it was just unfortunate that that was actually our last game for the year. And this is something that, me and Alicia were talking about uh, off air, and that was about that halftime, uh, that that halftime moment. Because you know, uh, I, I, I and I guess the question is, talk to us a little bit about your, your coach and and how how that was kind of handled. Because yeah, sometimes your entire season can get, can just come down to one halftime chat. Talk to us a little bit about you know what the energy was like in the room. Was there a big spray? Was everything calm? Talk to us a little bit about your coach and that that halftime because. You know, you, it, it, it's it was it was so pivotal for, pivotal for your season. Yeah, well, I think we actually made a habit throughout the year of being behind at halftime, so we probably did cop a few sprays um, throughout the year, which I think it works. It it obviously did work from Powley. Um so I think there was normally a spray, but then a very of calming, like okay, right, what do we need to do here? You girls know what we what you need to do here. Um, and then he sort of just puts it back on us, like, yeah, you either go out here, get the job done, like I know you can and you know you can, and play finals footy. So we sort of, yeah, obviously ran with that and, yeah, got the, got the points. Joe, Rach, it's not often that we have two players from a team that come on to talk about um, their season that have actually played every single game and didn't get an injury. Josie, you played every single game and, Rach, you only missed one in round eight. So do you put that down to pre-season training or just pure luck? Jose? Oh, I would probably say pure luck. I mean, I had an injury in... Uh, one of our trial games that set me back. I think actually Rachel had the same injury. So maybe that's where the good luck comes from. We both done our shoulder at the start of the season um, or maybe our quad. I can't quite remember. I done my shoulder, but I think, I think Rachel done her shoulder as well. And, um, and then we came back good for just in time for the Mounties game. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I would say good luck, but maybe good training as well. Cause I don't think we had many injuries in the year at all. No, and just on that, Rach, um, you you only missed one game, which was round eight. And I noticed a few reserves came into the team at that time. Can you talk to us about that? Against yeah. Saints. Yeah, against the Saints, I missed that, unfortunately. Um, but luckily we had a few of the Tasha Gale girls come through um, and they filled in some, some big roles, I'm pretty sure, um, Riley stepped up and actually played halfback. So that's a massive ask for, you know, your first game in Harvey Norman. And they they all stood up. They all played well. And I think they definitely, you know, assisted in us on that run to the finals. Yeah. And, uh, well, and before we dig into the roster, we'll just close out your season because whilst, um, you know, we, we were – you know, obviously, very, very uh, disappointed at half at half time during that last game against the Sharks. But you guys managed to win that one in a nail biter, sixteen points to fourteen. Now we all know, 
you know, where the season ended. So unfortunately, whilst you guys did progress to the semi-finals, uh, those were cancer due to COVID, um, the COVID situation. But um, yeah, Josie, just just to just to finish off there before we dig into the roster. You know, you, you've, you've got to be proud of this group, obviously. You know, first year coming into the competition, the adversity at the start of the season, COVID year, all of the different challenges. You've made it to the finals, but, yeah, hopefully that, that's something you can sort of build off, you know, coming into this preseason, moving into next season. Yeah, I'm so proud of the girls. I mean, we're such a diverse group of girls. Like, we had girls from everywhere. Um, I think we probably only had not even half of the original Helensburg girls um, that were actually in the team. So, most of the girls, like some of the girls haven't even um, played high-level footy before. Some girls were there just to learn and some girls were there to really have it a good crack. I mean, they were all so different, but I think we all just made it work and and really made it, I, I guess, a good year and, and made it what it should be. This might put you on the spot a little bit, Josie, but next year's structure of the competition like what do you do you think it needs to change at all or how did you find it obviously you did have those buys in between you mentioned but what would you like to see happen next year um definitely on the spot there um I'm not quite (laughs) sure I mean I I enjoyed this year I guess being only one year in the Harvey Norman women's I wouldn't know what else to compare it to um would have been nice to not maybe play each team twice rather than only a certain few teams like we never got the chance to play central coast roosters because it was cancelled in that round um but yet we had played bears twice sharks twice um so i think maybe that but then again your season then starts to go a little bit too long or not that you complain about long footy but yeah i'm not quite sure with that one sorry yeah no and um It'll be interesting going into next season because I'm sure, you know, you guys have circled Central Coast for next year because definitely want to test yourself against a, a quality team. All right, guys, well, let's jump into this roster because there is just so much talent to get to. So, um, again, we, we probably won't get through all of your uh, all of your playing group, but, um, yeah, certainly look looking forward to bringing more of your team onto the show. We've got a one-on-one show for our listeners. If you, hadn't had a, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, uh, we, we definitely recommend you do so. A lot of really interesting player interviews there. All right, guys, well, let's start with your outside backs because, you know, we've mentioned... Uh, a few of these players already, but uh, Rach, I'm gonna gonna hand it straight to you. You know, we 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 saw the damage that this team did offensively towards the back end of the season. There's a, there's a lot of talent in this group. Um, certainly, uh, certainly a group of players that can score some points. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, on the right edge we had Tegan Berry, uh, Keely Brown in the centres, and then Jose in at the second row. So I'd, I had a good. We towards the end they had a good combination, um, and yeah, just love love the right edge. <laughs> That's a bit yeah biased, I guess. But um, and then over on the left, who did we have over there, Jose? Um, then we had um, Mahi out on the wing. I think Olivia Vale coming to centre. Yep. Um, it changed a lot through the year, yeah. But I think it was Mahi out on the wing, then Olivia Vale, or. Uh, and then Tegan Chapman in at second row. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's important to have those edges 
uh, you know, put together, not just in attack, but also in defence. But um, And then talk to us a little bit about your fullback, Jess Sergis, because obviously, um, you know, found herself on the, on the score sheet quite a few times. But I, I guess my question is more about her influence um, in and around that group as well, you know, as you're trying to sort of learn things and improve your game. Talk to us about her, her impact off the field, um, you know, as she worked within those groups of uh, outside backs. Well, she was actually named vice-captain with Jose, Um and she's definitely a player that you want to have in your team, not playing against you. Um, and she's very, she's very good trainer. Um, she's very, yeah, uh, always doing extras or would always, yeah, help out any of the younger girls along the way. Um, but, yeah, no, she's someone you want in your side. She's a good, good teammate to have. Yeah, just on that, Rach, um, she racked up quite a few tries. Um, obviously, to Josie and the, the, the forwards' credit, you, you can't do that unless the forwards get you on the front foot. But the sort of combination that you had just coming up in support play, how long did it take for you to realise, you know, she's coming up for the short ball or did you develop some sort of understanding of where she was without actually hearing her coming? Yeah, in a way, um, like obviously you only can train so much during the week, um, so we'd always have a few little trick shots up our sleeve as as you do, and um, when they put like pull off in the game, it's pretty pretty sweet, and um, yeah. It really is the best, isn't it? When you sort of prep something yeah. in the training, hey, let's have a bit of a go at this, and then. Um, you know, when it when it brings about four points or even more um, in some of your games, it's uh, it's definitely pretty exciting. All right, guys, well, let's move now through to your halves. Rachel, you're probably in the best seat in the house in terms of being able to talk us through this. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of a football team, you know, being able to manage both edges. Obviously, the kicking game is really, really important. But, yeah, in your own words, talk to us a little bit about, you know, the combinations that you built throughout the season. Well, yeah, I had a couple of different combinations just through injury and um, shuffling of the, the team roster. Um, ended up, yeah, with Meg at 5'8". She came from the wing into 5'8", um, which we felt comfortable, which was good. And then you had Liv at hooker. So I think towards the end of the year, without that reshuffle and getting a few games under our belts, we really started to, to click in a way. And then obviously you bring Jess you know, sniffing around um, that sort of triangle. Yeah, it was a good combination. And I think, yeah, it would have been good to see it into the finals. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, everyone that, uh, yeah, this is a... This is a devastating team in attack, that's for sure. And uh, all right, Jose, well, let's let's uh, change pace a little bit and let's talk about, uh, I guess, uh, a playing group that you're particularly passionate about and we're particularly passionate about here, and that's the forward pack. Um, Jose, again, another... I mean, it's it's not just a matter of the work that you get through, but again, just the talent within this group. It it definitely gave you guys an edge um, in, in a lot of games. But, yeah, in your own words, Jose, as, as skipper, you know, playing in the forwards, uh, talk to us about this group. Yeah, I guess, well, um, we had Kezi Apps in at lock, which helped us out a lot. Uh, she played more of a ball-playing role, I guess, uh, trying to get the forwards up the field, and then that's when Rachel and Maggie would take over a bit more when we were more in good ball. And I think her direction of the forwards in the middle, telling them where to go and what to do, really helped out with that, um, I would nearly say, veteran knowledge. Um, 
And then we've just got some of the girls in there, a bit of a powerhouse. They just keep on going. You've got Georgie Brooker, also known as Spotty, that she just keeps on going, gives everything that she got, and she gives it 110% um, every time she goes. She just gets up quick. She does what she needs to do to play the ball and just will will be there when someone needs to be there. She put it, she'll be the first to put a hand up. Um, you got Shana, Shana as well. Shana, she's the same as Spotty. She'll put a hand up when no one else will. There's um most most of the forwards will actually do that to be honest, um yeah I think they were just such a powerhouse and they were willing to do what they needed to do to get us where we needed to be so they were a good bunch of girls and they didn't say no. Yeah, Rach, they they certainly um oh sorry Josie's still talking about the forwards they certainly stepped up and you you mentioned uh, Kezi Apps and she steps into the the role of lock or, or an extra um, sort of middle forward whereas we all know that her um, representative footy lies around in the second row so two questions here she's captained the Blues you're now her captain. She represents Australia in the second row. You're playing second row. How much did you learn from Kezi in your role? Oh, heaps. Any question that I had, I went to Kezi and asked. Um, so obviously I look up to Kezi being an, a Jillaroo second row. Um, yeah, anything that I had where I needed to be, who I needed to hit, was I doing that right, was I doing this right, ask her and she would tell me 100% every time. Um, and she just gave me a lot of knowledge. I learned a lot from Kezi. Um, but yeah, she's great in lock. I mean, she, she plays the ball well, like knows what she can see in front of her. Um, and she gets the forwards. She directs the forwards really well. So she gets them up to the front of the field where the halves can take over, which is really, really handy. Yeah, no, she's definitely got a a special skill set, like a lot of your players and, um, just watching her play, just her post contact meter, she's very, very, very difficult to uh, to get on the ground and to tackle. So, um, no, definitely a great player there. All right, guys. Well, yeah, I, I guess for no sitting on the fence, we've we've now got to look forward now and 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 sort of come up with our predictions for season twenty twenty two. So, um, you know, definitely a very talented roster. Um, Stacey, you're going to start with you with your prediction. Who? What's your prediction for the Helensburg Tigers coming into season twenty twenty two? Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think you can discount the win streak. And I think with the season ending the way it did, it just, I feel like it's left a fire in a whole bunch of the girls' bellies, um, which is actually really good. Uh, so I'm, I'm predicting that you guys are going to finish really strong for sure. And I'm super excited to see, like, are you racking up score lines of, you know, 60 nil, 50 to 16, 46? Like, I'm, I'm looking at a high scoring, high scoring team this year for sure. Yeah, look, for me, I, I think uh, they're definitely headed towards finals football, but uh, we're, we're slowly running out of spots. Uh, I feel like I say that most weeks, so I'm going to have to get the notepad and pen out and make some team unhappy. But, you know, that's the point of this competition, you know. Again, like I said before, you cannot lose football games in this competition if you want to play finals, so definitely think there's the talent there to uh, to, to repeat this year's performance. But, uh, Tash, what about yourself? What's your, what's your predictions for Helensburg coming into next year? Yeah, Dan, if anybody's been keeping track with uh, paper and pencil, I might uh, put myself in a bit of danger as well because I think I've um, talked about a a team coming in there at third and no one being able to knock over the Mounties and the Central Coast Roosters. But having said that, I'm going to put uh, Helensburg Tigers coming back in at fourth 
but not to say where they finish up after that. I think they can play finals footy. They're itching to do it. So they might finish at fourth, but, hey, they might take it on and out from there. Yeah, absolutely. No finals football. Anything can happen. Alicia, what about yourself? Definitely a lot of talent in this in this team. What's your prediction? Yeah, there is. Well, like outside looking in, um, it, feel, it felt like, to start with that, those early rounds, it was just a matter of sort of getting back into the groove. A lot of you girls, as you mentioned, hadn't played Harvey Norman and on all that sort of thing at that level. So after the couple of buys, you obviously got a bit more into a groove. So, yeah, I think you, if you start a lot stronger than you did last year, then there's definitely um, no reason why they can't finish, you know, in the top four again. Yeah, excellent. Now, Josie and, Josie and Rachel, I think I know what your answer is going to be, and that's first place. Um, you're definitely headed towards winning winning the premiership next year. But, um, yeah, how are you guys? Uh, Rachel, I'll start with you first. How are you feeling about next season? And um, I guess it's all positive signs heading into next year. Oh, definitely. I think we've got unfinished business. Um, you know, we, we deserve that fourth spot, and I'd love to finish top four again. Yeah, I ab- think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, and Stacey, uh, Josie, Stacey spoke about the fire in the belly earlier. Rachel just mentioned it as well. Is that how you're feeling as skipper? You know, definitely didn't get to go out on your own terms. Oh, definitely. Like coming off round fifteen with that with that win that needed to be won. I think we we had a lot going on coming into finals footy, and yeah, we didn't we didn't get there. So I think we're really itching to get into that finals footy and and feel what it's like in the Harvey Norman Women's. Uh, premiership but um yeah any anything um fourth or higher for us I mean you always want to strive to be better than your last year so anywhere between there all right guys it's now time for our final segment rapid fire and we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things what you need to know tonight sincere apologies to Matt Damon we ran out of time for him tonight we'll get him on the air again soon oh my boss is saying closing time maybe that's what you're yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we've got a question uh, that we're going to throw out to everyone on the show, and that is, who is the best fullback in the game right now? So it's a little bit of, well, it's a hot field, a lot of, lot of options. Stacey, we're going to start with you. Who is the best number one in the game right now, in your opinion? This is a hard one because you guys know how much I love Bovetti Welsh, uh, you know, from West Tigers. But look, I've... In looking over things, like, you just can't put a finger past Tiana Penitani. Like, I just can't do it. She's just so electric. And, uh, you know, her natural game style playing ability is just, it's just next level. And she's just so versatile. Yeah. So I think that what she does, she's got so much vision, reads the game so well. So go, Tiana. Go yeah. get it. Athletically, just uh, on another level. Uh, in most games. Uh, look, for me, I'm going up to North Queensland, uh, to, to the North Queensland Gold Stars. Uh, Romy Tetzel, she uh, continues to, to shine up there. And uh, again, I say it most weeks as a proud New South Wales uh, supporter. It's hard to give the Queenslanders credit, but definitely a remarkable talent. Uh, all right, Tasha, what about yourself? Best fullback in the game right now? Well, Stace, I'm glad you didn't say Bovede Welsh and you went away from there because I'm going to take the easy choice there. I do believe it's Bovede Welsh, not just because um, she's represented Australia in in the number one, but we interviewed um, the Curtin twins last weekend and just the way they spoke about how well she organises them. They're a very young team. Um, She leads by example. She's a great role model and she's been there. She's done that and, yeah, so 
a lot of competition, but I'm sticking with Bo Betty Walsh. Yeah, and a player with a lot of composure, uh, that's for sure. Alicia? It always, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit, but I'm going to go with Tamika Upton. Um, obviously, up, up in Queensland, what she's been doing um, the last couple of years has been outstanding. Obviously, she's in a fantastic team as well, um, both at club level and with the Broncos. But I think just across the board, we're sort of seeing, like with fullbacks, so many of the girls that are just capable of playing all positions, um, particularly though fullback, like you can you can bring basically name the back line for Australia in the top five and they can all play fullback at some point. So it's definitely an area that's like hotly contested. But, um, yeah, if you had to pick a team tomorrow, my fullback would be Tamika Upton. Yeah, that's right. No, it's a great point about the outside backs. You're like, you know, they're – they're this dangerous in the centres and the wing. Let's get a more ball at fullback, and uh, they they suddenly become even more dangerous. All right, Rach and Jose. Again, I think I've got a bit of a feeling as to where <laughs> you're headed here uh, after the season your teammate Jess Sergis had. But um, tell tell us a little bit more about her and and, and why you think she's one of the one of the game's best at the moment. Uh, Rach, going to start with you. I think she's just she's strong. She's powerful. She's fast. And if like you said, if they get more ball in their hand from coming from center. She just she gets the ball and anyone in her way, she's gonna run through them or yeah, get to that try line. And Josie, to you, and and I guess you know a, a lot a lot of uh, the players that we've spoken about, you feel like they're only just getting started in their careers too. So they certainly haven't even reached their full potential. Probably the same with Jess, but um, yeah, just your thoughts on that one. Yeah, Jess is still quite young. Um, she'll be my pick. Her grit and determination. Um, is very, very strong at the moment. Um, and, yeah, her strength, like Rach said, and how quick she is. I mean, a kick return from with her running at you, I just uh, not many people would want to try and tackle her once she's gained up a bit of speed. Um, yeah, she reminds me a bit of Tommy Turbo. Yeah, absolutely. An absolute, absolute weapon. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. So just wanted to say a big thank you to Josie Strong and Rachel Pearson for coming onto the show and celebrating uh, the season of the Helensburg Tigers. Definitely didn't finish the way you guys would have liked going out on your own terms, but certainly a lot to build on for next season. Um, Josie, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, that's, uh, yeah, great to have you on board. And to my panel, uh, thank you guys for, uh, for joining Alicia uh, fantastic debut there. Really, really excited to have you here on Mojo Sports. I know the listeners are equally as excited, so thank you very much. And to our listeners, if you did enjoy tonight's episode, uh, please download the podcast. It really helps. Share with family, share with friends, and find us on social media. We're available on all platforms. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports. Mojo Sports.